0: Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Rebecca from Verb. Rebecca, it's really nice to have you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's hop in. Tell me a bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing, and a bit about Verb.
1: Yeah. So my name is Rebecca Weisnecker. I am the head of sales at Verb. My background is in scaling revenue teams at tech companies during these high growth phases, and I recently joined the Verb team. Verb is an L and D platform. We help LD teams stand up and run leadership development programs like manager training. And we do this through a combination of technology and strategic support. So we have a configurable platform that has off the shelf content and learning pathways that are ready to go. But we'll also work with our clients to help them plan, launch, design programs. On the platform and really tailor the learner's experience to align with their unique company needs. So we really consider ourselves an extension of a company's LD team so our clients can have effective training at scale.
0: Very cool. Let's talk about sales. You're in sales in the space. What are maybe some key challenges that you've been facing? What you know, what are some opportunities you've seen? And I'd love just gonna lay a land of what sales looks like in this space.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think some of the main challenges we run into in the L&D space is oftentimes the L&D leader is Mm. not usually the sole economic buyer at a company. They are usually navigating a lot of different stakeholders with strong opinions about what they want to buy. And they're often pragmatist buyers. So the product needs to be really proven. With lots of evidence of its effectiveness. So it can be harder for, I think, an early stage company to go to market in this space.
0: Absolutely. Has a lot of your focus been on like top of funnel, like getting people in the funnel, or has it been more like, oh, we can get everyone in the funnel, but it's closing in that funnel? Like, where's the, or maybe it's an even challenge throughout.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's sales. So it's always a bit of both, but. I think one of the opportunities is that there there is growing enthusiasm and willingness around the topic of L&D in this space. And I think companies are actively looking for solutions and they're investing in training and development. They know it's important. So I think there's the interest that's out there. Now, if you're getting in front of the right people and having those conversations, that's separate from just creating that demand. But in, in general, we've been focused on top of the funnel and then ways we can move clients through the sales process. And I think that is something that is a little bit unique in this space. And I touched on it is there are a lot of stakeholders involved. So oftentimes we'll have to do like several demos, customize decks, hop on additional calls, help with business cases. Yeah, it can be a little bit more of an extensive sales process on the LND
0: space. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of folks involved and all that. And mm-hmm. as we head into next year, are there any specific tweaks you guys are making or things you're excited about when it comes to strategy?
1: Yeah. So we have done a few things over this past year that have been pretty effective for us. One is we launched something called the Fast Track. And basically, hmm. this is just where we reduce the minimum contract term from 12 months to three months with auto renewal. Nice. And this really, yeah, it really allows our prospect to get started, prove value quickly without having to make a long commitment. And it requires you know, typically fewer stakeholders to sign off in the company. So that's one thing we've been doing.
0: Exciting stuff. Very cool. Let's dive into kind of what it takes to succeed in sales. So are there any like key skill sets, experiences, background that you think is like important when it comes to success in the space of sales?
1: Yeah, I think it's important for sales leaders at early stage companies to be a player coach and lead Mm. by goal. I really try to stay close to the voice of the client, stay involved in the day-to-day of the sales reps have deals I'm working on, run demos, listen to calls and just be close and involved in the sales process. I think that's important.
0: Absolutely. And what's your approach to being that player coach and managing the team? And is there any advice you'd have for other sales leaders out there that are maybe in this similar space and growing it out early stage startup?
1: Yeah, I think one thing is, I mean, when we talked about it, like just having your own pipeline, doing some prospecting, making sure that you're actively spending an hour a day selling, and that'll help you be a better leader and empathize more with your team. The other thing I'm big on, especially as the team is small and we're trying to scale quickly, is giving people on my team autonomy and encouraging them to try new things Innovate on the sales process. And sometimes that can be really hard as a sales leader because that means you'll have to watch them sometimes make mistakes and you'll need to create a space where people can come to you when something's wrong, where they can talk openly about what's working, what's not working, and you need to give them room to grow. And that can be a little counterintuitive for a small sales team with aggressive growth goals, but I think it's important for building a long term healthy sales culture.
0: Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on outsourced teams? I know some folks like them, some folks not. I'd love to just hear your approach to that and your thoughts, them.
1: Yeah, I think there is definitely a time and place for outsourced teams, specifically outsourced SDR teams. So top of the funnel, new meetings. If you have product market fit, you know your ideal clients, you know their pain points, you know the value props of your product that speak to them. And it's fairly easy enough to work with an outsourced team, hand them a playbook with your ICP and messaging and have them call and email and run campaigns to book more meetings for your sales team. They're not necessarily having in-depth demos or discovery calls or negotiating or onboarding, but it's easy enough for them to learn a high level overview of your product and the problems you solve and pique someone's interest in learning more. We, and we've had a lot of success. I mean the agency we work with is a really good partner. We are on a Slack channel with them, we have weekly meetings, they have access to our calendars obviously and nice. it's working well with it's working well for us and it's been a great way to boost the top of the funnel. In a relatively short amount of time, with much less investment from our side, if we were to try to build out a full in-house SDR function, great way
0: to kind of scale up and all that. I love that. I think it's really important to highlight and note that that is a strategy. You know, as other sales leaders are out there thinking about their strategy, if you need to scale up and get a lot of folks out there connecting to folks in the market.
1: Yeah, and that's the other nice thing about working with an agency is that you can turn it on and off as needed, mm, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And plan accordingly and supplement your your hiring with that and scale it up or down, which is nice because you'll Absolutely. have a little bit of flexibility with it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how do you stay organized? I know you've mentioned like CRM being single source of truth. How does that work from a standpoint of like them and you and does everyone have access to all the same data then? What does that look like?
1: With the SDR, outsource SDR
0: firm? Outsource firm, you guys, and then maybe like you guys as they get further down the fall.
1: So us as a sales team or sorry, working with the SDR firm?
0: You mentioned CRM should be single source of truth. Oh. So do you have a shared CRM with them or is it separate? Or what does that whole data organization oh. management piece look like?
1: So they have a dashboard and they, we export our CRM data into their dashboard. And so we at least have a shared kind of common language on where things are at in the funnel and how things are progressing. And then we can give them feedback about what wasn't a good fit and why and what was a good fit and why. And then they can double down on what's working.
0: Nice. I love it. So what are the key pain points in this industry that you guys are solving and how are you addressing these?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time to be an L&D leader at a company. Some of the things we're seeing, and this is kind of across the board, I think for a lot of companies in the tech space too, but um, budgets are being cut. So L&D leaders have to do more with less. There's also, at the same time, increased pressure on L&D teams to provide training and support. I think a lot of companies post-pandemic and great resignation are seeing upskilling as a retention and people strategy. And so now there's a lot of energy around this and emphasis on people development. But at the same time, you'll see one or two people at an L and D department that are in charge with this task for companies of a couple thousand people. Wow. So, yeah. And then the other thing that can be a challenge for the L and D is L and D buyer is they need something that will work for them today. Oftentimes they need to stand something up pretty quickly and get results quickly and, and show, ROI quickly, but they also need something that they can build on. And that's going to be mm. flexible and grow with them as conditions improve in the next few years. They want to know, can this product scale with us when we start hiring again? Can this product evolve to support multiple types of L&D programs and not just one thing? So the buyer doesn't have time to shop for a new solution every six or 12 months. So they want something that can evolve with them.
0: Absolutely. Well, Rebecca, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing all your wisdom and insights here.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely.